It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What is up, Reds fans? And welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast here on this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, Reds fans. I waited as long as I possibly could to do this episode tonight, but it just wasn't in the cards. I was hoping to maybe get a recap of the first game of the Reds and A's, but a lighting issue in left field delayed the start of the game, and as we speak there in the bottom of the first inning, Joey Votto popped out to second base. I'm not worried about him yet, but I'm wondering about him. Anyway, we'll get to that here in a minute. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the new podcasting app, Himalaya. Like the mountain range, Himalaya is a podcasting app with which has a great user interface, and you can even get personally curated podcast playlists. Say that five times fast. But also check us out on social media at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And then also hit up LockedOnReds.com. I do have a written preview of the Oakland series, and I'm going to talk about that here a little bit tonight. But with the Reds heading over to the Bay, they're about to play six games in the Bay Area, three in Oakland and three against San Francisco. Got to love this unbalanced scheduling where you've got three, you know, you got four in Cincinnati against San Francisco, and then the very next weekend they go to San Francisco. So, right back at it with the Giants. We'll see how they fare this weekend, but I feel like they've got a good week ahead. And it begins tonight. Tonight the Reds face the A's. They got Mike Fires on the mound for Oakland. I believe I'm saying that right. I don't know. I've said it and heard it nine different ways, but it's Fires on the mound for Oakland, and Tyler Malley is on the mound for the Reds, so we'll see how Malley can pitch tonight, see if he can lower that ERA just a little bit, and in the lineup tonight, you got Joey Votto back batting leadoff, and as I mentioned, he popped up to second base, and it's funny because on Twitter, you know, everyone's joking around, maybe some joking, some serious, that it's the beginning of the apocalypse because he popped out for the second time. Shout out Doug Gray, I think he had that tweet. And then also Eno Saris tweeted and said that Joey quoted, I guess he talked to Joey today, but Eno Saris quoted him and said that his Joey said that his next 100 plate appearances will erase all memory of his past 130 plate appearances. So... Not quite starting out the way that I think he hoped, but hopefully there are some exciting times ahead for Joseph Daniel Votto. We haven't really talked about him a lot this season as far as his successes. I mean, he's been overshadowed by guys like Winker and Dietrich and Iglesias and 
you know, to a much smaller extent, Nick Senzel, because he just came up. But even still, Nick Senzel's kind of outshining him a little bit. He's got as many home runs as Joey does. So maybe there's something there to worry about with Joey. I'm just not on that bandwagon quite yet. Now, this three-game series with Oakland. Oakland's coming into the game, coming into the series at 15 and 21 on the year. They have a negative run differential, and really they're kind of showing, and and, I'll, and some of it has to do with health. That last season really was an aberration. Them making the postseason. In fact, they won 96 or 97 games or something like that, and made the playoffs. They did lose in the one game wild card. But they were able to surprise a lot of people. Now they're turning the page to 2019, and they are in last in a crowded National League West that saw the Seattle Mariners start out super red hot. And now they've been replaced by the Houston Astros, a team that I think everyone expects to win that division. But you've also got the Angels in there and the Rangers. You know, they're not fantastic, but they're, you know, they're trending up a little bit. And with Oakland, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. One to their ace in Sean Manea. He's on the injured list. They've got their best free agent acquisition of the season. They signed Marco Estrada from the free agency last offseason, and he is on the injured list. And also their first baseman, Matt Olson, is on the free agent list. So they, they're kind of depleted a little bit. The Reds will face a pitcher that... Oakland didn't factor into their opening day roster, but because of the injuries, he's been called up. A guy named Chris Bassett, who is a interesting dude. We'll talk about him in just a minute. But when it comes to the pitching matchups, it looks like the Reds have a good shot here because with Brett Anderson going on Wednesday, Brett Anderson is the kind of guy that basically profiles exactly like Tanner Roark. You're you're not going to get a perfect game out of him, but you're also not going to see a ton of blowups. He only has one start this season where he's allowed more than three runs, and that was a six-run outing. And otherwise, he's got four quality starts, and uh, most of those, uh, you know, he's got two or three shutouts. I forget what the number is there, but he's pitched very well, and he's a ground ball pitcher in a park that favors pitchers enough to where if they give up fly balls, they're not launching out and over the fence like they do in Great American Ballpark. So it'll be interesting to see how the bats continue what they did against the Giants. They scored a total of 37 runs at Great American Ballpark against the Giants during that wraparound series. Hopefully we don't go right back to what they were doing in New York. But we'll see how that goes. Real fast, make sure that you check out Locked On MLB. Sully Baseball takes a look at the entire league each and every day. And it just so happens that tomorrow, not today, but tomorrow, May 9th, I will be on with Sully Baseball talking Reds for a little bit of a Locked On crossover there. So definitely check that out. It is worth it. Sully is an awesome baseball mind, really knows his stuff. Definitely check that out on all the major podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, and just about anywhere where you can find a podcast. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You're listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast on this hump day. I mentioned earlier about the pitching matchups with the Oakland A's and how in the third game they'll face Chris Bassett. And he is a, he's an interesting dude, the kind of guy that I look at when it comes to explaining what analytics mean to a pitcher. And the thing with him is currently his ERA sets at 2.12, which is phenomenal. A great ERA for anyone. His fielding independent pitching, his FIP, is at 408. So that would say that he's actually getting really lucky, that his defense is probably helping him out quite a bit. And in fact, his career ERA is just under four. He doesn't have a whole lot of exposure to the major leagues. He has 208 innings pitched in his career and with a just under four ERA. But over the last couple of years, his ERA has kind of risen a little bit there for Oakland. But we'll see what the Reds can do with him as he's had a pretty decent start to his season. And then from the Reds pitching perspective, we've got a rematch, not really a rematch, uh, a homecoming. That's the word I'm looking for. A homecoming even though he's from, okay, it's not homecoming. That's not the word I'm looking for. Whatever. Sonny Gray is going to play against the Oakland A's, the team that he came up with. And now Sonny has only faced the A's one other time, and in five innings he allowed five runs on nine hits to Oakland. So we'll see if Derek Johnson has worked his magic. Maybe Sonny Gray can get that elusive first win tonight as he toes the rubber against the A's and against Brett Anderson. And then I had a question on Twitter that I received from Steve. He asked me, and this was talking about Rysel Iglesias, with the way that Iglesias has been, and, you know, obviously he's been in the news with his controversial comments about how the managerial staff has been using him, what would be the trade value? For Rice Iglesias, because, you know, there was the idea that before the Reds bought out his arbitration years and effectively signed a little bit of an extension for him this past offseason, that maybe there was an idea that the Reds could trade him. And they, you know, they figure to get a decent return. I don't know if they get any sort of major league piece you know, straight back for him, but I could see a high prospect or two and somebody who maybe could contribute in a couple of years. And that is the key because if you're trading Rice Iglesias, you're saying, number one, that we do not think that there's any more value he can bring to the club. And then number two, you're okay with getting future value, future value back for a guy who could be producing for the club now. So that'll have, you know, that has two effects to it. Number one, it says that currently the team is good enough to last without Rice Iglesias. And number two, that 
in a year or two down the road, that's when you figure to use the value that Iglesias would bring in a trade. And that's kind of hard to sell right now because we're talking about a team that loaded up during the offseason. They loaded up on short-term contracts, I understand that, but they loaded up enough to at least be interesting in 2019. If they trade Rysel Iglesias, that's almost a little bit of a deviation from that. Maybe partly, I don't want to say that they're admitting, but maybe kind of starting to go down that road of admitting that 2019 isn't going to end the way that they think it is. So I definitely think that we are still a far ways off from the Reds doing any sort of trading of Rice Alaglasis, but I do think he has a decent value, someone who could bring in some pieces that probably right around, you know, your top 10. I wouldn't say that they're top five possible organizational prospects, but right around top 10, top 15. And I I feel pretty comfortable saying that because his talent shows through. The thing with relief pitchers are they're so volatile. And I said this the other day, so I won't go into great detail, but with his volatility, you almost wonder if his trade value isn't something that they should consider. And, you know, maybe they do toward the deadline, but I'm hoping that this team adds as we get to the deadline because I think they're going to be there. They're Pythagorean, and, you know, that's a big word, but according to BaseballReference.com, they're Pythagorean win-loss, which they base that off of their run differential. Their run differential is plus 23. And according to that, they should have a record completely opposite of where they are now. They should be 20 and 15 as opposed to 15 and 20. So that's another, that's something to look at and say, hey, the Reds are looking up. Plus, there's also the fact that since they started 1 and 8, and I know we did this a lot last year because they had such a horrible start, but this year the, the horrible start was a little bit more contained. And whenever they started 1 and 8, ever since that point, they are 14 and 12. They are really trending up. And this team is just going to take off here. And, you know, it's not going to be that long. I think the month of May is going to be a fantastic month for this ball club. And they've got, you know, after, you know, you're listening to this on Wednesday, they've got five more road games and then they're going to be back for a homestand. They haven't had a homestand in a while. So it's going to be nice to see them play within the friendly confines of Great American Ballpark for a little bit. But that's going to be it for today's podcast. On tomorrow's podcast, I mentioned we have a locked on crossover. I talk with Sully Baseball. He's, you know, mostly just picking my brain about the Reds, but it'll be fun to hear him. If you have not listened to the Locked On MLB podcast, I highly recommend it. Go check it out right now. You've listened to the Locked On Reds podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast and all other Locked On podcasts on all the major podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Also, check us out on social media at Locked On. Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's and then hit us up at LockedOnReds.com. There's all kind of great content there and then get excited for later in the week. Phone it in Friday this week. I'll be talking to Lance McAllister. Looking forward to talking with Lance about all things Reds. Thank you guys so much for listening today and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.